Hey everyone, welcome back to Ask the Pastors. It's a moment for Pastor Todd and I to just uh, I, I respond to some of the questions that we get texted in throughout the week. Um, and this past Sunday I had an opportunity to preach and we got a question that was texted in. So thank you so much for uh, this question. It's, it's, it's brilliant. <laughs> it it's is. a wonderful question. And I want to say at the outset, I thought you did a fantastic oh, job with the text. You. I think you have a real gift of just bringing clarity and simplicity oh. to things. And this question I think indicates it in her mind, something was clear to the point that I got a question. Now. Absolutely. So that's good. And this is a doozy, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. We've touched base on this question in the last two sermons. You, in, mm. in Ephesians uh, 3, 1 through 6, you talked about it, and I talked about it in 7 True. through 13. So we've been discussing this topic for a while. And here's, okay. here's the question. Could you elaborate a bit more on this being God's plan A? It seems to me his plan A was that we would dwell with him perfectly in the garden eternally. It's a great question. Mm. Wasn't that God's desire? That we would spend eternity with him in the garden without sin. And so when she means plan A, maybe it refreshes on what we believe plan A is yeah. in the text. Yep. It, so Ephesians 3 tells us that plan A was to send Christ to redeem a people unto himself, to save us from our sins. And that was a uh, reconciliation That's right. of Jew and Gentile. A reunion, yep. Mm -hmm. A united church. United church. That's right. So she's asking, this person's asking, how is that plan A right. if we're not in the garden or if it didn't happen the way it started out? Is that kind of the gist? Like did Genesis 3 change the plan? Okay. When Adam and Eve ate the forbidden fruit, did that change God's plan? Okay. So I would... I know you've got some thoughts from Genesis 3 I think will be very helpful. Let me begin by just simply saying, and I'm not saying that she thinks this, but mm -hmm. I think we all need to just kind of fall under at least one truth, is that uh, there is no part-time sovereignty. Like, there's no spectrum of sovereignty. Yep. Either you're sovereign, yep. and it is what you will and desire, or it's or you're not. Yep. And I want to make sure that we understand we this is a no-budge theological issue. Yep. It does God... Uh, desire and accomplish, and as you said, get what he wills. Yep. He does, and he gets it in the way he wills. That's right. So we may question how that occurs. Yep. We may wonder, like, why did he do that? But I, I don't want us to even, in a minuscule way, budge on, okay, did, did it not go like God thought and he had to adjust? Mm -hmm. No, it is it is as God planned. We That's just something we stand on. Mm -hmm. So let's wrestle through then some of the why and how questions. Yeah. Can we do that? Absolutely. I think there's two really interesting uh, pieces in Genesis 3 that tell us that even Genesis 3 was according to God's plan. Yeah, how and why, we don't know that, but we know that it was according to his mm. sovereign plan. I think these are interesting, just interesting to ponder. Uh, the first piece was that the tree of the knowledge of good and evil is in the garden. Planted by God. Planted by God, already there, right? And so Adam and Eve have to deal with this tree that's in the garden. <laughs> the command is do not eat of it, but it's there. The second piece, I think, is the first verse of Genesis 3 says that the serpent is in the garden as well. Mm. He is craftier yeah. than any other animal, and he's in the garden. So Adam and Eve, God's plan was that Adam and Eve would have to deal with those two pieces of information. So those weren't accidental things they that God not. said, well, I guess yep. now I have to put a tree in there. That's right. You're saying these were intentional. Yep. And I think it does lead us to ask why. Yep. And we don't have a lot of information, like mm -hmm. you said. Um, 
But that's that's helpful. Mm-hmm. That they were intentional uh, acts of God. That's right. Yeah, that's that's very good. Um, as we think about this question about uh, elaborate more on Plan A, <clears throat> I, I think one thing that's helped me process this is, um, like I, like we mentioned, we don't we can't question what the fact that God is intentionally sovereign yeah. fully. But I think we do have legitimate questions on then the why and the how, right? Yeah, so even on those two elements, wonder why he put that tree there. That's right. We can ponder that yep. in faith and maybe with good hearts and yep. motives. I think the same thing is true as you read the meta narrative of scripture. Like, you know, you we can wonder why would God choose to save Israel yeah. by sending a famine? Because Psalm says God sent the famine. That's right. Which drove um, them to Egypt where Joseph yeah. already was. Yep. He ordained that Joseph would be you know, go through those years of imprisonment, yep. betrayal by his brothers. Like, mm-hmm. why would God choose that method? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yep. Raised up Pharaoh. Raised up Pharaoh. Mm-hmm. But we know he intentionally did yep. for reasons that are for his glory. That's right. And the same thing is true for the crucifixion. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why God, as Peter said, it was God's will hmm. to crush his son through the hands of Roman. That's right. Uh, you know, uh, guards or, mm-hmm. or that system. Yep. Like, I don't know why God mm-hmm. did that, but I'm confident that was God's will. Yep. So it really begs, um, it puts us in a position to where we realize we don't uh, understand God. And I think she actually answers her own question she pretty does. well, doesn't yeah. she, in one way? Yeah, she is She is there. She solves that by answering, as she continues to ask the question, we know she's in agreement with where we yeah. stand. But it is a beautiful question. It is. Yep. If I read kind of what she wrote in that one part. Um, Absolutely. I think she worded it really well. Yeah, she says this, or is it, uh, the difference between saying his desire was that we would dwell with him in perfect harmony forever, but his plan, because he is outside of the constraints of time and space and knew exactly what would occur in man's fall slash need for redemption, was to create a way for us to be reconciled to him. So she's kind of asking, uh, what's the difference between God's desire and God's plan? Mm. I like the phrase, he exists outside of time and space. I don't mm-hmm. understand. He's transcendent is the theological word. I don't think his desire and plan are different. I don't either, yeah. I think God's desire and plan, mm-hmm. he gets what he wills. Yep. But to our perspective, it does seem like, man, yep. how does he do that and yep. why? Yep. And she says it well. He yep. exists outside of our understanding. Yep. What does Isaiah say? That his ways are not our ways? Mm-hmm. Yep. And you mentioned a verse Who can earlier. know the mind of God? Yeah, yeah absolutely. And so what we know about God is he is sovereign, he is omnipotent, he is the ruler, and, and he's reigning over all things. So let's try to bring a little summary to this, because this is such an issue that you can get lost in even explanations. Let's try to bring a little summary. What we're saying is, and just see if you agree, okay. what we're saying is the what uh, issue that God is sovereign, fully in charge, and wills and plans and carries out without uh Consult, consultation. That's right. And without mistake. Yep. That's something we don't question. No. Nope. We trust. We trust. That's right. But it, it is natural and and at times healthy to ponder and be amazed by the why and the how. That's right. Are, we, are we okay with that absolutely. answer? Absolutely. The Book of Psalms. David has the freedom to ask and to question why. Mm. But at the end, he always lands on. But I will trust you. My hope is in you. You're good. Yeah. And Job does the same thing, Absolutely. doesn't he? Absolutely. And God says to him, Yeah, where were you when I? Yep. <laughs> and I've always told our kids growing up, you know, um, God's not afraid of any of your questions. Mm-hmm. And I think if you have motives that try to impugn God, that's a different situation. But an honest question, yep. 
like like she's asking yeah. is a great question. Yeah. But we can't ask with the intent to move away from what is a solid foundation. God is a hundred percent intentionally sovereign yeah. in will and plan. That's right. So to whoever asked that question, thank you so much. Yeah. And please, uh, church, continue to text us in your questions and let us kind of uh, discuss these a little bit yeah. more. So thank you so much for joining us for Ask the Pastors.